I love the bit where um, you take a, a something popular and then say it in the most uh, concrete way. Like Darcy was just saying uh, that coffee might turn her into the Joker. Like I could just very become, deadpan though. I could become like the man who does the jokes. <laughs> Not like, bro, I'm going to be Joker-fied! I have the potential to become the Joker inside of me, and sometimes I think about, maybe, what if I was the Joker? My yes. personality traits, sometimes, when activated by certain triggers, they really begin to take shape in a way that is similar to what I've seen portrayed on the Batman franchise, specifically the character of the Joker. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Yes. I'm like terminally like uncomfortable with slang. Like I used to try to make it work, and now I'm just like so awkward that. <laughs> well, it feels like a young young person's game. And what are yeah, we doing? Turning thirty one. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn! It's all downhill. Yeah, yeah. My my thirties coming Ooh. up very soon. Whoa! I uh. That was yeah. my that was my quarantine birthday in May. So it doesn't uh, count. Me and Lucia were talking a little bit about this before. Like, uh, like I think people are just hitting a wall right now where they're kind of going extra insane because the contrast is no longer there between this year and last year. Yeah. Like, not That's as really in like point. you know what I mean. Like this yeah. this February versus last February. Like this is just life so now. Long. Can this go on? I think that your birthday was like the last, one of the last things I went to. Um, yep. That was... No, um, no, the last thing I went to was in March. But uh, but I remember I still the went two to of us work talking after that. We, I can't, we did. I, I remember being like, oh, I want to go to OK's birthday. Oh, but I'm tired. And like, things <laughs> like this gone. happen all the time. You know, like... <laughs> Like what I do with what I used to do with like bands, where it's like, why am I gonna like go see you know whatever band they play all the time? And then they break where I'm up. Like I can always hang out with my friends. <laughs> is what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah. It, we just uh, learned it, exactly. I mean, funnily enough, I did a performance at that birthday party where I pretended to be the Joker and I said, "We all have coronavirus and we're spreading it throughout the song." <laughs> it was great. Uh, but you weren't. You were Sonic. The Joker. Yeah, I was Sonic Blue and, and the Joker and Josh Groban. So yeah, it was, it was a three in one. Really like a <laughs> pinnacle of achievement. You ever get so sick of all these costumes? You walk into a Halloween party and it's all these like hybrid Sonic Joker Josh Groban costumes. And it's I, like, yeah. can't you think of anything original? Oh, I hate it no. when they do it, but they're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That actually, that sounds like an amazing hybrid costume. That was the, like, Sonic That's you, like, uh, I've, performance. Exactly, like, Sarah. That was what I was going for. Yeah. I was going what? for Sonic, I was going for Sonichu. Oh, that's good. Which is, like, you know, the famous Christine Chan's character, Sonichu. Actually, someone oh, yeah. at, at the, because I do a Sonic the Hedgehog theme birthday every year. That was the fifth one. Um, and now it's gone forever. Probably, I'm not gonna fucking do a Zoom one. That's the most depressing shit imaginable. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> just pretend you didn't have a birthday, and then mm -hmm. just pick back up when everybody can hang out, and don't count the year. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just bought some something. like Van Van Lewin ice cream. Ooh. I was like, there we Fancy. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for your birthday when it was your yeah, birthday. Yeah, like done oh. and done. Oh, when, was, when was your birthday? Kind of ice cream, huh? When was your birthday? October. October. Oh yeah, that's right. I can't remember. Yeah. We were yeah. like full in it, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. No playing around. I uh, <laughs> I walked down to Union Square and I sat on the steps. And my birthday is May Day, so there was an Amazon strike, and nice. I was just fuming, looking at that line outside Amazon, and I was like, I should go, I should go ask them why they're in line. And then I realized they're all like Instacart workers. <laughs> Still, right. like, no solidarity right. from Instacart, but, right. like, <laughs> my boyfriend yeah. was there, too, so yeah. it's, like, it wasn't as sad as it sounds, me just, like, alone in a park yelling at someone. Stewing and angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and on that day, there was a hawk above. I saw a hawk. Ooh. Mythical. Oh, yeah. And uh, a chihuahua was walking by, and then the owner picked up the chihuahua because she was like i don't want this what's gonna happen to happen oh good be careful chihuahua owners look out all right well let's get going i I, this is this is art and labor we already got a head start here um Mm -hmm. we're of course a, a podcast ostensibly about artwork but we're often just unemployed um welcome uh, I'm Except for okay. me, I tend to be yes. pretty employed. Lucia is employed consistently. That's very true. It's actually, <laughs> I think it's like if I'm not employed, actually like some kind of energetic levels in the universe will get out of whack. Or like if I don't have a job, I'll actually, I, I'll like turn supernova or something. So employing me is the I mean, only way to ensure that. You kind of did stability. go su- supernova when you were briefly unemployed. Yes, it's yeah. really bad for like <laughs> I can't not work actually. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I just find um shit to read all day. Um hopefully I went into a Zillow fugue state today. Oh god. Which is Whoa. most of how I <laughs> Sarah, I, I I saw this app that's just like um, it's just like Robin Hood. Uh, I got an ad for it. It's just like Robin Hood, but it's for real estate speculation. Oh my god! Um, and then no. my friend DM'd me and was like, "This well-known art net art guy like works for that app," and I was like, poof, poof. "Of course, <laughs> let's go." <laughs> oh, I'm gonna drop it in the chat, but I like since I I don't know what. We're talking about though, but my friend Kyle um, sent me this like weird this website, this thing called Zora. I don't know if you guys have heard, and it almost looks like it's stocks, but it's art, and I feel like it's somehow related to this crypto. Oh yeah, what we what we want to talk about today, which is the um, yeah. NFT market, NFT oh, art. Oh shit, yeah, dudes. The people are selling things and they're getting bitcoins for them. Right. Non. It stands for non fungible token. What the um, hell? Yeah. Non fungible token. But the tokens, they don't look like tokens. Sometimes they look like crypto kitties. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. I'm gonna. So it's like, what I've gathered is like there are different like kind of middlemen 
um, websites that are basically digital gal galleries. And um, they compile different digital art and um, take a cut of the sales. Well, not, it's, yeah, some of them do. There's like, like Nifty Gateway is one that's been like coming up a lot lately, but right. they take 20%, which is kind of like amazing. Yeah, it's way better deal than what artists normally get, but it's also, it's all digital and um, it, 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 it kind of puts, it, yeah, it's, it's, I guess, is that what a middleman is worth? Is it, is a middleman worth 20%? Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like Nifty Gateway has has left less followers than a lot of the artists who are platformed there. And it seems like kind of what's been happening recently is a lot of these people are going on um, like these organized auctions. So like Nifty Gateway will put on an auction and then these artists will participate, but they'll offer art for the gateway feed so that it's like clear that there's an affiliation. Um, but it, yeah, it seems like more of it is like hosting the auction itself. So it's like the fees there. And it's yeah. Yeah, so I think there's like some operational fees. And what are those operational fees if it's a if it is a um, entirely uh, blockchain run endeavor? Um, hey, the internet's not free, right? My right. Squarespace costs money. I don't know. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, and and that's you know, it's just yeah, it's it's, it's a little odd, yeah, because like you're saying, like the artists themselves have a much bigger following than these platforms um so i i don't know i if you know i wouldn't i wouldn't just be giving away my 20 percent if i could just do it myself it it feels like it's worth the 20 percent to figure it out but maybe they have a an exclusive network of buyers that other other things just don't offer i mean that's the isn't that the promise of an art dealer in general uh, yeah, but it's supposed to be this different thing where, like, the way that the, the way that the, uh, financial model operates is, like, the, there can be, like, joint ownership and joint purchases, so it's, like, a ton of fans of Bitcoin and of, like, uh, whatever artists is showing, uh, like, uh, as a, nft like they they make their art as one of these tokens and they can be purchased by a bunch of people at the same time so it's supposed to be this like democratization of the market and uh i don't know it just seems like it's been they've been trying to get this off the ground for years because i remember people talking about this like in right. 2016 and yeah. it and people going like oh do you, do you think we should be scared like in the regular art market i mean no because the regular art market it's still based off of physical goods because all all the yeah. nft all the nft does it like literally like 
it from from the Wikipedia page, non fungible tokens are used to create verifiable digital scarcity as well as digital ownership <laughs> and the possibility of asset interparality across multiple platforms. NFTs are used uh, in several specific applications that require unique digital items like crypto art, rare art, crypto collectibles and crypto gaming. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it's like the rarity of it doesn't mean that there's only one buyer. So, you know, there's something like, I guess, about the provenance of if everybody pays <laughs> their little bitcoins for for NFT, then the provenance says like everyone gets a piece of it. So it has an addition. It's it can have an addition or it well, cannot. But there's have only an one token though. That's what's rare about it. So you the can't... tokens are rare. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the digital scarcity is like there's because it's so easy to digitally reproduce things. So there's still is just like this one piece of art that is the digital like this is the thing, but everybody who pays for it and puts it on a screen like in so their to, house to or me, something. To me, they just they just recreated the art market through like it's this because it's to me it's like you have the original and then you could have an addition of multiples based on the original. Yeah, it feels like they m recreated Patreon, <laughs> but then they <laughs> did it with with, with uh, crypto. crypto. Yeah. yeah, which people are flocking to in the pandemic. Um, so I think it makes sense that it's doing well in the pandemic economy. It kind of reminds me of like when you would be on like DeviantArt or different forums in the mid 2000s and you could buy like, and I can't remember what they were called, but it was almost like you could buy like a pet or like a sprite. And I never totally understood what it was because like there's a limited edition of them and it's like you get an egg or something and then somehow that egg then transforms into like like a whole like little creature kind of goes through a life cycle you would see them on like gaia online forums i think a lot in like sections where you could because there was a you know thriving art market for like your portraits of your avatar and stuff and uh it's just cutting out uh, again all right never mind i'm just gonna um, Maybe, I don't know. I'll just, I'll sure. just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, all right. Sorry, guys, this is so stupid. Okay, sorry. Oh, I just wanted to do a spot, because uh, I, I, um, I made a website for the school, uh, constructingthereal.com. And um, I wanted to say, if you go to constructingthereal.com and you want to get involved, there's a little button and it says get involved and there's a form and you can be like, buddy, I want to get involved. You can just click on it. Um, also, I'm cooking up a new course and it's a course where everybody brings, um, you know, in their, in their mind palace, a piece of art to discuss um, and the discussion is around whether or not you think the art is revolutionary oh I love this this is great 
Yeah, so if anybody wants to participate in this, there's no date yet. It's just going to be like about interest. And if you all want to get together, it's like we can have some reading, but it's going to be more about everybody every week kind of like finding something that they are uh, interested in, like what revolutionary aspects there are, or if it's something that you think like is supposed to be revolutionary, but you think it's like fucking not. Why is it not? Or why is it? We're going to get into it. Well, that rocks. Hell yeah, dude. Constructingthereal.com. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> sorry, we're back. We lost Sarah. So sorry about that. Um, we were in the middle. Sarah was making a point about um, DeviantArt. So like basically back in the, the DeviantArt days, um, you could like, like you could kind of like support people's work, and then you would get like different little tokens, like but they were like more like emojis and like little. There was like this thing called llamas that people traded, and they were like little gifts of like a, a fucked up llama looking thing. Um, and and then there there is like adoptables in the furry community. Um where like somebody like will draw your or will, will will draw these like original characters and then they're available for adoption and then like when somebody adopts them it's their character now it's their oh like a licensing like or like a, yeah like an informal but it's licensing. real <laughs> like, yeah this is you now like a teen <laughs> looking at, like a magazine for personality yeah so i feel like um we should get a more dedicated furry artist on the phone to give us the lowdown on that but it just yeah it does just I seem to be that on a bigger scale <laughs> i was never acquainted that much with that side of deviant art and uh i remember there was like a competitor show to trl by much music which then became oh, fuse right yeah that's right and you're supposed to like trade stocks and you know, buy and sell like who you thought was going to be like high on the countdown but no i think it failed and they like ended it because like who cares especially if you're 12 like what you know switch foot oh is switch foot gonna be cool <laughs> next week and like there was no reward so it was just teaching kids to like you know just mining mining kids for data about music too because that's yeah all, that's all industry like where it's like how um yeah go ahead. like viacom owns uh, rate my teachers. Really? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, to, to study their, um, the, to study the youth. I mean, mind blown. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about last week, like, yeah, Robin Hood, it, it captures the data of what people want to buy and sell to then use for their, um, their firms like an internal buying and selling like it's not you know it's not about get letting you be able to mm -hmm. use their money democratizing wealth <laughs> okay they're democratizing wealth yeah, yeah it's, it's very like, utopian yeah <laughs> just want to help you guys I keep getting ads they're like their uh their pr after this is going like really they're uh, my Twitter ads, which are usually blocked, now it's just like there's one with like a lady dyeing her hair pink. 
and they're like, didn't think you you were an investor? Think again. It's like, you can be Jenny Jardin as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I've, I've had pink hair. I'm not gonna. Oh I just think God, it's really it's interesting that a lot of the people, uh, like I was looking through some of the Bitcoin artists and there's this one guy who was like, yo, everybody's super stoked to announce, like I'm making a coffee table book. Yes, yes, homie. They're gonna go quick. <laughs> Come back around. Also, this like yeah. democratized space that's like in the imaginary where we're all fucking cyberpunks, and he's like, "I'm making a coffee table book, dog." Woo! <laughs> Is it for your proverbial digital coffee table? Is there like a Bitcoin coffee? He's just yeah, selling. I he's wish. Just, no, it's just a book. It's just a physical book. It's just a fucking book. He's just making a book. So how is the Bitcoin related at all? Is it oh, just... you can buy it with Bitcoin if you want. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, um, uh, David D's uh, books were all available through Bitcoin before he died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like they, you know, he even screwed up and he called it a piece of real art. Wow. Ooh. Like, oh, hmm. Showing your cards a little bit there. Yeah, gotta gotta do some what is it, cleanup work. Well, I, I let me <laughs> let me read from Whoops. this article the how much is too much crypto art market brings together deep park pockets and big artists. In the future, owning unique art won't be restricted to the elites. But will everyone have digital art on their walls? Isn't no. it no because it's digital? Also, I just, I, I like couldn't handle reading that because I've been in collectors houses that collect video art and like they've been collecting video art since the 1970s and it's like, I'm sorry, like what about this is different? Like you're just, it's just this question of like the nouveau riche coming in and being like, yeah, well. Our, our style is so cool. Like my picture of Jeff Bezos as the Kraken is like so much cooler than like your your picture of like a barking dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little cause statues. Oh, collectibles. Uh, <laughs> There's no Wait, question so do, though that art. Physical or digital is also about money. The liberating art owner cited above also bid seven 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 for crypto work uh, by artist Beeple, and it yeah, seems uh, fair to in in uh, to ask in light of similar events whether the digital art market is overheating. It it can't overheat. Well. I mean, maybe they are using a lot of electricity. <laughs> well, they'll just keep the, so the crypto started. And everyone's like, oh, it's like now it uses the same amount of uh, power as Ireland. And now it's up to now it uses the same amount of power as uh, Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the utopian messaging that everybody likes to espouse of like, oh, man we're doing digital stuff. It's going to be so dope. It's going to be so cool. We're really changing things and nothing's going to be the same. We're disrupting the planet, baby, the whole world. 
We're disrupting climate change by increasing it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah. I'm a Go little uh, dumb. And I'm just like, I know that like Bitcoin, they're solving like math problems, algorithms to make. And I'm like, how many do you need? It's been like a decade of this being like a serious thing. I know longer, but for me, like a decade. And I'm like, what? How? Because it's a pure, it's like a pyramid scheme, like kind of like all, mm. all stocks kind of yeah. are like the way more like as more young people buy in, then it's uh, the people who are holding are just going to keep getting richer. So yeah. it's in their best interest to like find different ways to get people into crypto. Um, yeah, there's also I was thinking about it uh, in relation to uh, feudalism. Ooh, yeah, that's the hot. So, so thing like, right now. Th so there's this thing in you know OG feudalism 1.0, uh, where the, uh, you know, as you're traveling across the properties of different lords, they had full right to mint their own currencies. So you just like couldn't. You couldn't even fuck around with your coins in someone else's area if that wasn't what they were accepting. And it feels a little bit like this, you know? It's like, mm. hey, what's up? We're like cool West Coast guys. And, um, you know, we all think the Winkle bosses are really cool. <laughs> and and we have our own money and our own art. <laughs> and we love it. We don't even notice that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you can't have our wheatgrass juice <laughs> sucker <laughs> i mean uh, it, it, uh, people aren't buying food and necessities with it though so i mean there's that it's like a uh, oh right yeah, oh yeah the, it, it, it would it's be that. more threatening that way they're not they're, running out running out mangers with their <laughs> child <laughs> I was thinking too about the the fucking um, scumbag Bitcoin billionaire guy who is like just bought up like post like hurricane disaster in Puerto Rico like bought up like a bunch of land there because like a lot of the land was like um, like passed down like generationally through like informal agreements and um, like it's like it's literally it's like disaster capitalism like insane horror shit like just buying it up and then like wanting to make um his own like crypto town and similar to like akon oh is, is is doing in in i forget where in africa exactly i forget the specifics but he's making <gasps> akon city and it's all a cryptocurrency run <laughs> city i thought maybe that's i saw something on the timeline that i didn't understand and i was like I'll either find out about it later or never. And I think it was that. <laughs> wow. Like, that's City. ridiculous. Like, wow. the, the stream of words. Yeah. Well, we live in a Mad Lib timeline, yeah. so. You know, I didn't have that Changer. on my bingo card. <laughs> the, uh, the feudal Bitcoin um, different mints thing, uh, to be a little corny, it's like you pick your little currency, whether it's like followers on Instagram or Twitter or Bitcoin, some dumb stuff. You can only get a job if you have a certain number. Right. Sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's that's not a, thing. a good way to like, run a 
society. <laughs> D- Darcy, I know I could do. I I'd be so fucking good as a PR person. Like I could yeah. do it. Like <laughs> you, you that's could. what you figured out just I, out like, of all this. Well, it's like very easy Bro, for most people. It's very I easy. I got a PR firm I mean, now. I okay, just, like, you 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 like really hit the nail a lot of the time, and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, okay, he's right. <laughs> I don't know. I just CIA feel like, thing, bullseye. Well, Robin Hood bullseye. Well, the yeah, my latest one was um, uh, looking up the Brooklyn Dad Defiance. That was oh, <laughs> that like account that's like yeah. arguably a troll account now. After like, oh well, yeah, I, I mean, blocked that account today. He's <laughs> a like, I'm done. he's a paid he's he's a paid troll. Like I wish like there was a way to FOIA this stuff. There's not. Um, it to me, it's like they're using like all these layers of contractors so that you can never really know um who is uh you know like if like if they're getting paid directly to do free pr for certain congress people or whatever it is like i don't know what you're talking about oh it's a it's so there's this awful um account on twitter called brooklyn dad defiance and he um his like his latest thing that he keeps doing is um, talking about how uh, the riots on January 6th are much worse than 9-11. Hmm. And, uh, he just watched the footage. Don't tell him that 9-11 was worse. Our capital was desecrated. And I, I looked it up and um, he does graphic design for... Um, this this place called Gotham Color, which is uh, was founded by um, a former executive in the banking industry, um, who is a, a part of something called the New York Private Equity Network, um, which I guess is like a, you could, the yeah. You could just tell that they're working yeah. from their heart to make the world yeah. a better place. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he like uh, proudly I, boasts about working with Raythe or no Lockheed Martin and uh, pharma, big pharma and shit like that. My well, yeah, introduction it's to the him, only jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work. Hey. Uh, I I think my introduction to him was someone who's criticizing I think Warren or Kamala, and he replied with "Your misogyny is showing." It's like, gosh, shut the fuck. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's always he's, your misogyny is showing guy to me. There's like this, there's this network of of like big accounts on Twitter that just do PR interference for certain like liberal projects or Democratic Party projects. Um, and they're fun to spot. And, and wait, like, what do you think? Are they? <laughs> the ops like what is this uh i don't know i'm not like trying to get like too too conspiracy brained about it um it like like there's like different theories i feel like people like not maybe not this guy but like other like other psychos that that could be more like involved in the state department or whatever but i think Mm -hmm. like this guy is just working like in in some capacity for uh to 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 do PR for the Democrats um, 
that's like yeah. that's my guess <laughs> whether unintentional i could see it being it's extremely if it, if it was just unintentional whatever because he's he's, he's just... really similar to to the the horse whisperer who's like another one. Oh yeah um who like is like a like directly involved in like the in in political public relations shit and like he he like was famous for like getting on and msnbc like during the primary and like um like one of his tweets was highlighted as like um like critical of bernie but it's like he was like kind of pretending to be a woman also um, oh so it was like when they were trying to smear bernie as a misogynist like he was like one of the accounts like highlighted um and and like and like we know like we, we like there's like actual journalism about what happened with Corbin, for example, like all of those leaks came out, like all of the, the, the leaks of like internal, um, like, uh, sabotage between like the, the like liberal side of the labor party, like specifically tar like targeted Corbin and did this anti-Semitic quote unquote spear campaign. Um, like we know that they did they that's how they operate and there's no reason to think that the the democrats aren't operating in the same way to also shoot themselves in the foot um yeah and that came out like 2016 20 i remember there is that uh someone recounted it was after trump won and there was like a young one of the youths started yelling at like the dnc and they were like you've ignored us, you suppressed Bernie, and, like, this is what you're doing, and, like, all this... Yeah, anyway, the DNC is, like, real evil. My whole timeline is, uh, you know, dissatisfied more than usual with electoral politics and politicians not being our friends. That's... Yeah, it's cool. It's a good... I mean... Yeah. If... It, I mean, it's, it's not a bad place for people to be, like, to be disillusioned with that stuff because it... Um, the way it's functioning now it isn't working of course like they want us to not be into it because then they can yeah run riot really really run whoever they want yeah. but i mean that's uh, why i was so uh i took a i didn't catch on to bernie for a while because i was like i don't give a shit about the president <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like oh 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 whoops he's still, like kind of cool sometimes and he's kind of cool sometimes and he's sucks a lot he's a politician they all suck yeah um, yeah the big like thing i mean we talked about on this show like um like uh zenny jardin's another one like who's like a, a media tech person you know contractor type who yeah runs runs pr for probably i think snl runs yeah. pr for the democrats like i think like all these oh totally <laughs> like, yeah uh parallel to the cia funding all of the hollywood movies about helicopters um that does oh, make yeah. sense and there are a lot of people with those types of jobs like dnc adjacent pr whatever that don't do all that much except maybe they'll have like a busy season and like actually do some work <laughs> and so they just scroll twitter all the time like crisis pr firms too um yeah yeah crisis pr is yeah. is nuts like like i don't know like did you guys follow any of the army hammer stuff 
A bit. I also, um, I was a receptionist for one of those types of places Oof. when I was younger because I was very desperate for money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and... is right. Like, this is work, like, people are just doing this stuff. Like, we even talked about before, like, yeah, of course people are going to keep becoming cops and yeah hi sorry as a person who has to work to live uh, yeah i i have taken jobs yeah. gonna put that one out there yeah i, I took a, yeah I, I left when i could <laughs> i didn't have another job but well i thought i did and then that job fell through but i left as soon as i could it's, i saw i learned a lot you know but yeah those types of places where it's all about the narrative the army hammer stuff was confusing because of the layers of it to me like i don't really know i know that because there was like consent stuff and then people were like no the cannibalism texts are fine because that's kink yeah yeah that's why he was using kink as an excuse for like whatever and then wait so do you want to go into the whole narrative of it well yeah he he had been like in, involved with all these women like doing like cannibal like sex play and then like I saw, I, the the point all, all I was trying to say was like his crisis PR dropped him which is like what, whoa what does it take for a crisis PR to drop Weinstein somebody? still had crisis PR with him like that's pretty brutal so he's, he's probably a cannibal I don't know yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking just calling good. him up like I just <laughs> it's just like I wonder I, though yeah. Like, what's next for things like that? Where it's like, does he have enough money to just coast? Yes, he's like the heir of a of the the Arm and Hammer um, fortune. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> I think he's gonna be fine. Oh, okay, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it is um, perfect casting, of course, uh, by Boots Riley. And sorry to bother you. Ah! <laughs> like, once again, an extremely pathetic. <laughs> we have to give it up. And like yeah, and even Boots, you know, like Boots, extremely committed communist. He's he's taking a bunch of Amazon money to make a series. Like people yeah. take bad money all the time. Yeah, um, all money is bad know. money. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. why people make distinctions oh. about it. My uh, oh, yeah. brother was sending me a crime think poster. <laughs> he was bootlegging crime think at like Staples or something, and he realized <laughs> that the URL was an AWS. URL so oh, crime yeah. think on that Amazon web on services that Amazon. well that's the thing I, I do think that there's distinctions to be drawn if people are scabbing but it's like we have no labor so yeah. um, a lot of these things it, it yeah it's, it's yeah all. and it's also I mean you know it's like people will also take money to live and yeah. if you're asking someone not to take money like and they need to live I um, I just don't understand like uh, what are they gonna do yeah it's like it's like okay all right like yeah well yeah it's, I mean that's why it's on the it's on the left to like build build alternatives so that people don't have yeah. to like so so that I mean utopian yet like we have a society where where we're we're making and you know based on everyone's needs yeah. um and yeah, I think the I think my boundary with that is like anyone who works for the post. I am like extreme. Like I, I'm like I know people need to like work for stuff, but every time the post does something that's very New York posty, I'm just like, how do you guys keep on like clocking in? Like, 
I don't know. That's where I'm like, that's real bleak. Like, a lot of it's bleak. I mean, could you imagine working yeah. for a fucking um, health insurance or pharma company? Like, people, oh yeah, like, <laughs> fucking yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's the same logic there that like you know Kelly and Conway will use for her whatever, which is like not fair because she does not need to work. That's but, true. You know. That's true. So, sometimes point. I'm wary of the logic, but it's like it's sound. It's like people need to like eat and act and stuff. But uh, when it's true, it's sound. At a certain point, like um, I don't know, like like a lot of these Congress people who continue to make the world a worse place, they don't need to be Congress people anymore. No, they they don't like, and they could they could do something else. Like like once you you hit a certain threshold your money is making money and and yeah. you you actually don't need to work anymore you've reached fire <laughs> and a lot of those people Financial. still do work um because they need that third house they need the third house they need the boat um they they need more stuff and they find ways to to justify it but it's also Ooh. you know it is it is you know it is capitalism and there is there is no ethical consumption like mm -hmm. that is true but I do, I do think it's fruitful to talk about like different boundaries and different types of work and and different types of work that um people might not realize are are a job that is allowed to exist <laughs> <laughs> like like child labor that continues to go on like you know QAnon is like this whole thing that's been built up as like pro-child like liberate yeah, the, children, the children save the kids um if their logic can be applied to things that are actually really harming children that that could be a a good advocacy group like but it's yeah. it's not you know <laughs> yeah they don't they really don't care about the children also like the trump like the like trump supporters caring about the child like it's just a strain like Jeffrey Epstein's like little click <laughs> has yeah like like they can say um, do they have a opinion on Epstein? I, yeah, th I think they do. Yeah, I know they are against Epstein. I okay. think they just um, they venerate Trump as like a he's doing it from the inside. He's a white hat. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. Taking exactly. it down. He's <laughs> which is how the left is with Bernie. I mean, that's what yeah. that was the kind of the hope with Bernie. So. <laughs> kind of yeah. relate um yeah yeah i don't know um but we've gotten we've gone really off topic from what oh, yeah. we were going to talk about which of course is the intersection of art and technology <laughs> what is this uh gifts it's what are you yeah. making gifts over there <laughs> i feel so out of touch with that world like i was i was pretty involved in um new media when i was in undergrad but i think i could smell that like oh i'm gonna have to like buy a new computer like every year forever if i'm gonna like keep up with doing this type of artwork and um that just sort of pissed me off um so i yeah <laughs> i like i like doing like so i i, I get stuck doing this sort of like throwback nostalgia for the 2000s artwork which i think a lot of artists are doing right now 
um that kind of makes sense to me like like sort of like motifs that like oh that kind of looks like neopets or something mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i i'm charmed by all of that you know uh depending on you know the execution of it but yeah i i you know but it, i don't know it is what it is it's an art field and i i feel completely outside of it without um print fairs so it's you know it's a struggle for for me to make work without fairs uh i you know mailing stuff is fine they also like just raised all the rates for mailing stuff though so it's like i had a pull i had like a yearning from for the new york art book fair like yesterday i think it was and i was like ah this is when I want to be in that sweaty zine tent, it's like we've gone on I mean, this so long. I miss, you know, seeing Bart Simpson on every type of textile. Um, but yeah, I never, uh, I would always try to get into Tumblr, but it was very confusing for my brain. So I just gravitated to Twitter. Like the, uh, the sourcing was so... Uh, probably modern and for my little antiquated brain and then like the reblogging and i was like i don't know is this good enough to reblog like sure i don't know (laughs) so i kind of backed away and then i remember my old roommate your friend uh was explaining you know this certain website i don't think i should i don't know it's problematic creator and it was just so beyond what i could conceptualize it was cool but now I understand it, but like 2012, woof. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's the thing, 2012. That was yeah. the, that was like the, the big emergence of new media. That was like a print all over me shirt cost $250. Oh my God. <laughs> Something like that. People would do them. Now, now they're like nothing now. People yeah. ha- have those printers. They can just buy like them. The onesies. Yeah. You can just buy them and have them at home. Dye, dye sublimation printer. <laughs> no. It's a lot easier. But Lucia, you, you've you like completely just stuck to painting, which I think is smart. Oh yeah, I'm a painter. <laughs> it wasn't like a choice. It's noble. Um, yeah. It's not a choice, then so never mind. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a choice for me either. I wasn't good at draftsmanship, so. Yeah, I mean, I I went to film, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I need computer shit for this. Uh, you know, similar to OK, where I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, I don't know, write, post, yeah, the, I'm going to post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the type yeah, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Your painting doesn't go, uh, like, it doesn't immediately become anachronistic in a year. It, it, it already well, is. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it depends on what you're doing. You painting Sailor Moons? There's a lot of <laughs> styles that have come and gone since I entered the market as a person that was interested in um, making it. But would you I ever do digital painting and sell it as NFT to um, yeah. people like Justin Roiland or whatever? Well, I don't know. You know, I was thinking about the way that the digital um, artscape is functioning. And it seems like, uh, 
you know, I don't have any opposition to people making stuff that's good and cool in any medium, but I have a problem with the way that people like to create this advertised utopia everywhere with everything mm -hmm. all the time. And a little bit about like, it's like, it's like, wait, I don't really want to participate in something that has a larger carbon footprint than the thing I'm already doing. And like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to participate in something that is making claims like that the Bitcoin art market is going to destroy galleries. Like what is a, I don't know. It just doesn't sound exciting. It doesn't like, get me going to think about destroying IRL places in favor of living completely in this like disassociative space where everybody relates more to these like like I can't I just like can't relate to any of it I can't even like make a summation of the things that I'm looking at so for me I just think about like actually painting as this thing that um it's like using stuff that doesn't really go out of style because you're working more with chemistry mm. um so there's you know you're working with like different kinds of like oxidized metals you're working with different uh minerals um and you're working with like I don't know, composites and, and like different reactions between the materials. And there's never going to be a time when that's not important. And I don't know. I like the idea of participating in a thing that doesn't go away when you turn a like switch off. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're talking about the materials and the actual process of it and the thinking of it instead of the reaction market. I mean, I, I understand that like the Bitcoin stuff might have some art or politics to it, but I don't know. That just seems like in a very different way than like the actual painting stuff, like uh, writing a book compared to uh, publishing it, like getting an editor involved, stuff like that. Maybe? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Maybe? there's like a different process, too, because if you look at like if you're making a piece of digital art and you're like extruding a 3D model, mm -hmm. you're working with the same concepts of light, but you're adding this other element to it, which makes it inevitably like easier to reproduce, but also is like an extra step in this alienation of adding like mm. the mathematics of the framework that goes under the like, um, the plane of light that you're messing with. So if you're like making meshes or whatever, and you're like trying to make the correct geometry, people get really fetishistic about it. They, and I've, you know, it's like, I don't know, I've used some programs, I've tried making some digital art and it's not impossible, but it doesn't have the same sort of meaning to me as something that like, has a has a timelessness that connects to like cave painting mm. like you're using right. the same materials if you're if you're actually and there participating. is i mean there is some fetish like certain painters will have like a, a a fetish for a certain like type of paint or something and sometimes that can date the work isn't that how people can 
figure out when when certain things are made based on the materials and stuff yeah 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 uh, there's definitely like there's like there's aspects of it but yeah and i think it's cool like i'm i'm not against some kind of like innovation or you know it's not it's not like oh screw that i just think it's weird when innovators or quote unquote innovators disruptors whatever like enter into a scene and then they are they have something to prove and yeah. they have done zero research about what's come before them because yeah. there's like such a long history of people that have you know it's like i think about i went to the auction for net art mm -hmm. that was um whatever like hosted by phillips or whatever right and it was all of this stuff like you know um like you know it's like hanging out with hennessy youngman you know and we're all like oh like look at look at like whose memes are getting auctioned and this was in 2013 yeah oh yeah. damn yeah. yeah and it was and it's just like and then to like listen to all of these like nouveau riche bitcoin people going like we're doing something that has never been heard of <laughs> and it's like dude the same article comes out every year mm -hmm. But this, it's not only about Bitcoin though. It's like, it's like our whole world is just sort of like hitting this entropy where mm. it's like, we're talking about the same politicians. We're talking about the same fucking feuds. We're talking about the same like um, social unrest, like the same right. occupied countries, yeah. the same colonization. And at some point I just wish people would go like, oh, you know, this is a pretty, all these phenomena, they're not really shocking or not like something that i don't know yeah well that would require like people like um have having like an an education that like enabled them to appreciate history or appreciate craft and mm -hmm. um we don't like it, it yeah the 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 um bitcoin stuff like i don't mean this to be like too derivative or, or not der not derivative um too der derisive derogatory derogatory or, or oh. divisive um but like it reminds me of like kind of like super chief just opposed magazine um yep. type crowd where where they're like we're alt we're the mm -hmm. alt of this the new school and, and it's just pack. like are you though <laughs> So. And like, yeah, that's kind of like what Altlit was. Yeah, I wasn't involved in that scene, and then later people kind of lumped me into it. But like the indie publishers um, that were like, we're you know redefining books, and it's like, like not Looks like a like book you're just to getting me. books printed. Like you're just sending <laughs> books to the printer and selling them on a website. Like it's not new, and it's not really, you know, like poetry has been around forever poetry prose hybrid same yeah yeah it feels like you know there's not really much transgression going on that i've seen like anywhere and it's i don't know it's making me think of like the way that like the black lives matter protests are just absorbed and how yeah. like how now there's also going to be the like the Fred Hampton movies coming out and it's going to be this like neoliberal take on the Black Panthers and you know what I mean? Wait, it's I like, actually heard that it was, I don't know, my friend who I trust her. She was like, no, it's 
it's good me yeah she reviewed it and her uh, sarah sarah Hagee and her first line was like it's been 50 years since the american government shot fred hampton in his, in his bed like just yeah. totally went into it uh i don't know she said Ooh. that she loved it so i don't know okay. but maybe i'm keeping an open mind i guess because I, I did seen it. i did like On paper it seems like it'd be terrible right you know right. no no i no, of course normally this is true um but i i I um, watched the Steve McQueen Mangrove movie and loved it. So hmm. I don't know. I I and that and he made like five movies and they're all on Amazon. And the I only watched the first one, but the first one is really really good. Um, oh. I like it. It wasn't like like because I because of course like the trial of Chicago Seven is a <laughs> um, propaganda nightmare. Um, yeah. We, me and Lucia watched Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Which I, I think I finally saw that scene of the of like the the rescue that was just so gross. <laughs> the kids playing soccer. Yeah, that's the only thing I saw, and I was like, I'm good. It's like the, yeah. there are these kids, and there's like like clear fields all around them, and they just happen to be playing in the road. As a bunch of tanks are like barreling down, wait, nothing the else for street. miles around. Yeah. You would hear the tanks pretty quickly, and they can't stop playing soccer. They like won't <laughs> stop such, until such carefree children. <laughs> yeah, play. isn't that so, so? What I saw, I believe, on Twitter is that it, that was a direct reference to like some horrific Palestinian thing, uh, drone strike on kids playing soccer. Jesus Christ. That's uh, Oh, I thought there's more Anyway, so I saw that on Twitter where someone was like, "Oh, you don't understand how disgusting this scene is." The IDF, you know, did what you can imagine. And well, I mean, it's pretty easy to like pick something that's happened that's a yeah. scene it's like yeah every the, yeah, spin the they're wheel killing. of like the idf's horrors yeah exactly it's like oh, no <laughs> yeah. way wait a minute in a movie a thing happened yeah. and the same as life like but there is and even in like seven or like fight club yeah like it's like oh idf did that and that anyway yeah yeah, yeah 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 every every single movie the and then and then you watch power rangers and they fucking <laughs> did that too <laughs> I mean, there, there, there is like Defense Department money involved. Like, e like even if you just take like the de Defense Department lending tanks, lending stuff mm, to the yeah. movie to be used in the movie, like, e like and, even that's like inputs, you know? Yeah, and like Argo, uh, they've done interviews about how that they they specifically sold that story. I haven't seen it, but it's like one of those. I you haven't know? seen it. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, won an Oscar or whatever, like, oh, I wonder how, but, uh, <laughs> they specifically released it as propaganda and ex CIA agent was doing, you know, interviews about it and was like, no, we really like had, it's about a, uh, you know, agents that go undercover as a movie to rescue, you know, re do some <laughs> shit, do some CIA shit. The other, uh, the other, direct... the rights to the movie, oh, yeah. and then Ben Affleck made it and like had his comeback or whatever. Um, oh but now, but like, because when you leave, you can never. Some people say they so, some some people leave and they're allowed to say that they were in the CIA. Some people, most people aren't. But this lady did costumes and did. If you look up on the uh, the YouTube, uh, she has a lot of interviews. I forget her name, uh, but she like kind of revealed more than people are used to usually allowed to do. Um, and she was going off on the disguises that she gave to people, which she said were elaborate. 
And mm. uh, she gave some tips to how to lose a tail that mostly change your silhouette. Wow. And it's not, not good people. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, that's really interesting to me. Yeah, the disguises aspect to it. Yeah, the other the other big one I always think about is the Jack Reacher franchise and like John Krasinski being like, I love the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, love them. I love them. Oh, there's also that podcast about, uh, what is it? Winds of Change. Uh, he tracks a, you know, hair metal song from uh, East Germany. No, West, East Germany. Soviet Germany. Or maybe they're from anyway. Uh, Germany. You're probably trying to say the east. East is Soviet. Eastern Bloc. Yeah. But then I think I I was. But then I thought I think that the band is from Western Germany and they just wanted you know, oh. they were yearning. I don't remember. Anyway, he he tries to trace if the CIA planted that song um, as sort of you know to sway the tides into embracing America. And I I don't know the podcast. It's like fine if you don't. If he, it's propaganda, he thinks that being in the CIA is really cool. Oh wow, but that's interesting though. So otherwise, like I, well, but uh, that like, that was like frustrating. But otherwise, uh, the research is like pretty. I mean, it's I don't know. It's like, like isn't the CIA like designed to seem really cool? I mean, isn't yes, that kind of like why want... it's so annoying? It's like, yeah. oh, why are you guys all like, like. Uh, you, you're all secretive and you're all like g-men or whatever and you got like your collars popped and you got you you got all the codes to all the back doors and you can yeah. go anywhere in the world and you can kill anybody and it doesn't matter and they're I mean, like much yeah. they can't be that like cool or whatever a, a, a part of it is about how the cia would love you to think that they did that because like how yeah clever that is they're all james um, bonds obviously guys yeah ooh, yeah but like the fbi i know they're different but like <laughs> the reason they couldn't catch the unabomber was because like 95 percent of all their things are just tips where someone goes to them and says this guy did it and no <laughs> one did that and so they were like yeah so we didn't have uh the tip so you know we pushed some papers around for 30 years <laughs> Jeez. Like they're 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 not very smart or I think that they I don't know their capability you know they're tapping into all of our shit but like well yeah I, I mean I, that's I, why the big bridge the big bridge that has to happen between big big tech and um the State Department and intelligence agencies like it just has to happen because yeah they they yeah. need they need all those tips and it's why like I'm kind of obsessed with these dumbass um liberal pr people on twitter because they're always saying yeah. that line over and over again they're always like like throughout the riots they're like um i hope the fbi wins and oh, here's the fbi tip thing and yeah you know here like uh, you know um they like in in, in the, the jenny person is extra annoying because she'll be like um oh this feels icky but um, I'm rooting I can't for the believe FBI. I'm partnering with the FBI, <laughs> which is like why I respect like socialist dog mom. Who there was like some ridiculous controversy about not speaking to law enforcement because Molly Conger is like a great re like reporter. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, was like threatened on gab by the shooter, the Tree of Life shooter. Jesus. Yeah, and like did not report it because obviously. Like, she gets tons and tons of, you know, death threats a day for being an anti-fascist reporter. 
Um, but then there was like this younger type of, you know, Zoomer not understanding the context and, you know, stretched that into like her having information and not contacting the authorities, which is also like, yeah, what would they would have done nothing either, like by the principal is not talking to law enforcement and that doesn't really change. Uh, yeah, but all those like people, they're like, oh, I'm going to call people into the FBI it's it's, it's kind of, of it's kind of like our our entire po- political process has been um, synthesized into call the manager. Yeah, everybody crowdsourcing call the and call the manager. <laughs> crowdsourcing to call the manager. Yes. Get everybody else to call the manager, and then something that's will happen. Like- the, that's like the Matt Chrisman, um, like Nation of Karens. Nation of Karens is great. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, like really, like a bill on it becoming a law. <laughs> that's speaking to the manager. Well, the whole idea is that, like, like the like the nuance of it is is not just um, it's not like the actual legislative process, but it's like it's gotten to the point where everyone is looking for someone who has an answer and like legislation Mm -hmm. isn't Mm -hmm. able to be enforced at this point. So everyone's like, write it better or like do it or, and everyone is on Twitter and they're like, I really think this is true. My feelings are this way. Yeah. (laughs) Only when the discourse is about this thing. And it's like, just make it about that. Yeah. But also, there's no one on the other side. Right. Yeah. There's no, nobody gives a shit. Like, you're just talking to each other on Twitter, and people forget that they should actually just be talking to their friends. Yeah. Right. uh, Wait, uh, before the, what's relevant, maybe, sorry for the, the, the movie about the WTO. Uh, 1999 protests that what I saw of it was good and then I fell asleep because it was very hot in the room. Um, <laughs> it's called Battle uh, in Seattle or Battle for Seattle. Oh, yes, I've heard of this. And yeah. I mean, May, uh, what is it? there weren't a lot of extras, so I don't know their money. There's a big battle in Seattle. It's an ensemble cast with Woody Harrelson, Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. Andre 3000. Um, but so what I saw, it was like pretty, seemed pretty... You know, for a Hollywood movie, you would assume that it would be pretty, you know, Argo-y or whatever. Um, and maybe uh, in the end of the movie, they probably make the anarchists, the vi- you know, the property damage anarchists, uh, the villains. But they portrayed the uh, the chaining of people where they put their arms into, you know, tubes that had cement around them, which right. I like totally. I think in, what, when I found out about the protests in like high school, totally forgot about it. So they cemented their arms together, so they either had to be broken or like, you know, whatever. <sighs> anyway, Gnarly. so I recommend the movie that I've seen uh, two th- uh, one third of. <laughs> but so maybe I don't know. Maybe it's propaganda. Maybe it's not. But it's very strange. That no, I think it's good to just watch everything with an open mind, and then like. If it's coming from a certain source, just know it's coming from that. Cer- it's just yeah. like any website, like any, any like news, any news website. It's like if you're gonna read CNN about China news, just know that's coming directly yeah. from the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Like that's just the way it <laughs> is. Like Monty is- Burns with like a mustache making his bids higher. <laughs> but it's the same thing with art and the same thing with movies like it just is it just is and people need to understand that more but it's similar to what we're talking about how they they don't have an appreciation of like 
history or craft. So um, it's it's even a hard sell to get people to appreciate the like uh, like short term history or short term mm -hmm. sources or things like this. Like people just want to turn off and and get get what they get. I mean, that's why the like reality TV is so popular. That's why like you know I always hate those like late night. TV show hosts like bullshit where they interview people and they're like, you don't know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. You're a loser. And it's just like, yeah. no, you're the loser for knowing who. <laughs> it's I'm reading gentrification <laughs> of the mind right now. Oh, yeah, and yeah. that's like, that's so adjacent or I directly actually, cause I, I only read part one so far. She's just writing about, yeah, the gentrification, like the, the rewriting of history to like, and then suddenly AIDS, I mean, you probably have read it. Suddenly, oh, I love it. For yeah. our listeners out there, uh, where it's like uh, the narrative was coming out. There's like, and suddenly AIDS was less of a concern because it just stopped spreading magically. Um, and this book is <laughs> written directly against that. And she's like, you guys yeah. don't know the history. Cause like so many people died, like that, like so many people died for so long. Um, and, that narrative was gentrified in the way it, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's, to more, to be more palatable to the, to the, you know, mainstream narrative or, you know, the corporate narrative, the state and stuff like that. Um, I very much recommend the book by Sarah, Sarah Shulman. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had a very early art and labor episode where I talked about mm -hmm. it. Um, Ooh, a good I amount, <laughs> but like, uh, Oh, it was way back in the day. Yeah, it's way. It was like episode four or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go back and listen. The real heads. <laughs> but I also really like her book, Conflict is Not Abuse. And um, I think that's like something that um, like kind of a lot of um, direct action organizing or like uh, like local politics type things are hitting like that snafu. And that's like another um, key thing to think about, too, is like... Um, mending our mending our personal relationships so we're not just like at home and yeah. anxious and isolated like even though it is a pandemic and we're gonna be doing that anyway oh i had a, a misunderstanding or an argument with someone so i guess i'm just not gonna i'm just never to gonna forever. talk to them again or yeah. whatever which is what i have done in my life it sucks it's it's hard <laughs> like but it's like if we are like if we if we if we have agreed to like these points of unity or mm -hmm. if we've like you know um committed to this project then um, it's worth mending these relationships, even if it's really difficult, I think. Yeah. That um, the maintenance, uh, similar, I mean, a corny, but like, you know, metaphor to like maintaining actual stuff rather than the disposability of, you know, throwing exactly. out clothes instead of mending them. Uh, Lucio, what you said about the, um, uh, about the chemical, the chemistry process of like painting, it does, oh, if I, freaking lose my train of thought um <laughs> oh but yeah so that in comparison to this you know sort of bitcoin whatever and you know the accurately like oh they're just trying to bypass whatever that version of shortcut just seems just so connected to every you know type of capital over work type of shortcut um well i think it's like goes beyond capitalism at a certain point i think there there's a lot of people that 
can't really handle looking at the world and realizing that there is so much failure yeah. mm -hmm. to help people survive and help people like be lifted up to a place where they can flourish whatever that means like and then and not only that like there's so much failure and then there's also just like there's just so much death in in everywhere like aids is this thing where it's like why didn't we do better and it's like because everyone can't even mm -hmm. fathom it they can't like uh, in one regard leadership is absolutely like oh this one's a freebie genocide mm -hmm. like for sure mm -hmm. but then on yeah. the other side it's like people who are just sitting and they're like eating a bagel they can't actually understand how much death is going on around them at any one given moment nor should they even have to try mm -hmm. and that goes the same for like all of these mo moments of like history and politics and everything that is like beyond the scope of the individual to actually grasp it's like yeah you know there, there's never going to be a culture where people are like oh, well, I like completely understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And everyone mm -hmm. on every level is like, you know, there. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of where I'm like, I, I don't I don't have any condemnation as much as I like to be like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Ah, fuck that. Fuck this. This is fucking ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. If someone can't like if someone can't figure it out and they just want to go to their job and their job is at the CIA, oh, like, all right, man, <laughs> it's because you want to live. Yeah. And you don't know what else to do. And it's not just capitalism because capitalism is just a symptom of humanity that has gone and like become cancerous. Mm hmm. Like capitalism is, is, is in you, it's a part of you, but it's also this thing that everybody goes like, I'm gonna smash capitalism. And it's yeah. like, how? There, there was some, dis some discourse on the TL about, yeah, ADHD and capitalism and mm -hmm. like conflating exacerbation for that. That was like a whole mess. That was a big mess. Um, yeah. I, I like, and, and we've touched on that on the show a little bit, like the, how much of mental illness is a product of the system that we're stuck in and how much of it exists outside of the, the system that we're in. Um, and it, it's, it, to me, it's just kind of like a, um, it's, it's a case by case basis for one thing. And then it's a chicken or the egg situation for other things. Um, because the, there's, I don't think there's ever going to be a, an easy agreement there. I think like even, even people who are like, you know, it, it, their, their illness, like their mental illness, it, it, it is just so, like something maybe genetic or I don't know, like something that would just be in existence um, either way um maybe like like i always think about this it's kind of weird it, it sounds it sounds kind of stupid but like people who they're generationally um like like attuned to a certain climate and then they move somewhere else and then they're bummed the fuck out 
being there. Like, that's like something that would exist outside capitalism. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that life would be, you know, uh, shitty in so many ways, even if we had the ideal economic system. Um, yeah, we'd and also, have interpersonal like, yeah. shit. We'd have interpersonal conflict. We would have all of these things. And like colonialism, doesn't colonialism predate capitalism technically? Because of feudalism, I don't. Know. Yeah, so, yeah, there's like early accumulation or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like it. There is so much death and failure and like existential stuff that I think that to blame everything on capitalism does everything a disservice. Like. It's not going to be, you know, the full, like the fully luxury, fully automatic luxury, gay-based communism. Like, it's not going to be, <laughs> yeah, be cool if you never feel pain again. Yeah, I would like, have all my like illnesses whether I had whether it was capitalism or not. You know, right? So I think that capitalist realism is like a load of shit, <laughs> and I think it's like a. I think that's like a huge failure, actually. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm gonna posit yeah, it. I want you, I think I want that, you to go on about yeah, this. I think that I think that capitalist realism is a huge failure because it's saying that we have this limited capacity to imagine what our futures can be mm-hmm. but that's the def- that's the definition they're literally like yeah you don't have an imagination and it's like what i'm, I'm sorry like wh- how who do you know that <laughs> like how did and everyone i just is thought wa- of a unicorn <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real though like i, I don't yeah. know i I've spent a lot of time during this pandemic by myself imagining all kinds of things that have jack shit to do with capitalism. And I'm just like, you know, allowing that to be your ethos is like allowing, it's like accepting failure as your state of being instead of going like, no, this is just a challenge. This Mm -hmm. is actually just something to push against to imagine something greater and to like understand the parts of my life that don't have to do with this system. Yeah, I mean, that that is also, yeah, it's putting a lot of like individual onus for people to figure that out for themselves. So how do you get people to figure that out for themselves? Well, they figured out for themselves that capitalism is the problem and that capitalist realism is their state. So, like, I guess write another book yeah, that that's, is just I, well, that's as what I'm exciting saying. and, like, like <laughs> I don't well, know, it's I guess. Like, <laughs> like, that, that, yeah, I think, I think that I just, like, off the bat agree with you and that, like, it could be very helpful as, like, I don't want to say a phase, but it's, like, something that you work through and then you move on to, like, you outgrow it and move on to other concepts that I, I push do you think, further and further. I, I do want to say that, like, me, I think every type of illness will be greatly, greatly alleviated yes. in, in a post-capitalist society. Like, in yeah. in the majority of, like, in a, in a non-apocalyptic post-capitalist yeah. society. And <laughs> I was wondering if, if like, if, it, if one of the main character threads about it was like do you mean we're just not diagnosing people but like the actual experience happens like um you know there are different like genetic cancer like are we just not gonna classify things you know it's like if my spice my if my spice rack isn't organized then there's no pepper or something like that <laughs> everything is pepper it's all in one little jar um 
Like, I wondered if that was because I got a little confused. Well, the other thing, like, people need to, like, I think it's like mental illnesses, right? It's, it's like societal relationship based illnesses will diminish because, yeah, we're still gonna have, like, you know, we're gonna have things that need to be treated by. Yeah, I think I'm still gonna need SSRIs, whether or not it's classified as an illness or whatever. I'm just gonna, like, not be able to get out of bed or something, but. Well, people have like I mean, seasonal effectiveness. Like, how can you? Yeah. If if you're living in a place with seasons and you have seasonal effectiveness, you're you need something. Yeah. And like, yeah. A, in a post capitalist, you could move somewhere else more easily. Yes. Obviously, yeah, exactly. The same way, like, hate to like rush to cancer for any sort of illness metaphor, but like, <laughs> your job can lead to cancer. But also, you can just wake up and realize that you've had it for no reason, you know, or whatever well yeah i do think a lot of that is is environmental and uh, and a result of like cheaper and cheaper objects that people are forced to use in their everyday lives and then like a lack of education of how to like yeah i just meant it as an example of like genetic um, no totally heart condition yeah yeah. we're not like exacerbated by it yeah no we're not but i think we do a much better job i think it's already well i think we're gonna start to see um, you know, our life expectancy is going down. China's is going up. Like that's happening. So like, there's uh, there's other ways to organize from there's, and and of course China is still cap like in within capitalism. But they we know that there are better ways to organize a society, even if it's under capitalism, that is better for the um, every literally everybody in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing. I mean, Canada is doing doing better than us. Right. <laughs> you can, you can go you to the doctor it. there. We're not the best anymore. But I, I think can, COVID brings all of this. But they're a little. It's a little. You know, it's a little easier to. Right. Breathe. I think, but the, you know, using these this contrast, like in capital in 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 COVID world, um, to me is it it's like so easy to see like they have a society that can build hospitals yeah easily give ppe to literally everybody billions and billions of people live there like you know it's incredible and like we're not talking about it at all we didn't even build one hospital here i don't think we (laughs) we We defunded in new york we defunded hospitals during the pandemic we got people in trouble for using hospitals that were like owned by some guy that just like don't use that as a hospital like in that type of failure being confronted with that contrast and that failure is i don't know yeah (laughs) brutal it's brutal. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's terrific and you know I mean, I'm not saying I'm, you know, obviously capitalism is an issue. I didn't want to. Oh, no, it's just not the only issue. Yeah. It's like we're we're definitely suffering from like the end stage of capitalist accumulation where there's no growth because there's just no fucking possibility to move anything. Mm -hmm. So people are making new money now and they're just like splitting off into their own nouveau riche (laughs) society because they like, otherwise what would, what would those people be doing? You know, they'd be like working at a subway, like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to make my own money. Like, I don't, 
that's what i'm i'm like i i get it i'm like i literally will make a brand new kind of money if that means that i have some kind of way to move around in the world yeah like for sure of course i'm not gonna waste my time reading a history book i'm gonna make that new money yeah no it makes yeah. sense it makes perfect sense I mean, that's kind of, I was like, why do narrative film in college where I was like, I'm just going to do the experimental documentary. What am I going to learn shit? Fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> it turns because, out there's just as much learning in experimental stuff. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. what I've learned too, like doing yep. weird even more, bullshit. Even more. <laughs> Damn. You got to think harder too. You can't Backfire. get out of the learning. <laughs> so lame and with that you know support us on patreon so we're one step closer to um you know never having to take a stupid check somewhere that we don't want to ever don't make again. us work for the dnc don't oh, make yeah. us work. dude i will do it i will work for the dnc i i, I would have taken the the bloomberg money it like to, to oh, camp yeah. I, I would have just fucked around and it you know <laughs> I saw it. there's one meme person I mutuals with that took the money, and I've I've never looked at them the same. But I should forgive them. But like, if you, I've done somebody too. took the money and did and did just fuck around. They like um they like oh. they like posted like texts like in, like insane texts they were <laughs> writing and like like yes. terribly like oh, wait, put that, up that posters and like stupid shit. I'm like, yeah, like, I yes, like, take the money. <laughs> But yes. what a quiet! No one has like disappeared from like public, like pu public uh, publicity quicker than uh, Bloomberg winning oh. a small island in the Pacific, and that's it. That's yeah. why he's backing Yang. He's behind Yang. He's ba sucks he, so he got Yang the CNN gig, and he, now he's Yang is his proxy mayor. That's what's that going really on. It's I really don't want. I really don't want him to win so bad. I want Paperboy Prince. Or something's going on with him. Oh yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah. Let's I, go all in yeah. for pay. I'll, maybe I'll work. I'll volunteer for Paperboy. That's what I believe in. <laughs> we we can we. Let's I, let's do rally. something. Let's get Paperboy on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Be our first mayoral candidate. Whoa. <laughs> Okay, you'll be you'll be Paperboy Prince's uh, Brie Joy. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I could do that. I could do it really good too. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Get in there. That'll be when unemployment finally does run out. That's I'll yeah. I'll, I'll that's Wait. that is the type of work I, I'll do actually. I will work that, on campaigns. I've done it before. Not to not talking about Brie Joy right now, but going back to that DNC point that you made about. <laughs> Just like how I don't, you know, I, I don't think that they're, you know, paid to have their Twitter account, whatever. But just because they believe the bullshit so much and work at Google or whatever. And they can, they're, they really are just acting, you know, this willing PR arm of like, you yeah. know, useful idiot who's just spreading. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the point is, it's impossible to tell who is the useful idiot and who is actually on the payroll. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's part of the fun. It's part of the fun of Twitter for me. <laughs> yeah. Although that, that 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 does remind me of this bit of completely useless gossip that um, at the inauguration, you know, Kamala's like stepdaughter that people cared oh. about because she wore clothes. That anyway. So I don't understand. My thing is I don't understand really why she was on stage because her dad like just married. 
Kamala Harris in like 2014. So it's not like she like raised this like, uh, you know, yeah. your dad. Like my dad was dating people when I was in high school. None of them were like mother figures. So uh, meanwhile, all but of she's the people. Kind of, meanwhile, her like nieces are like trying to monetize. You know, being uh, her niece. And they yeah. were not on stage. So, you know, maybe, you know, tinfoil hat, get the Mew Mew to the kid, went over the, went over Bushwick, the loser part of Bushwick. I'm running myself into the ground. Sorry. Dude, th- there is. Uh, why was know, she on stage? The, it's like, the pins and the string. It's like your second cousin. <laughs> like. How did you swing that invite? We got we we're wrapping. Let's have fun. Don't think don't think too hard about these people. It'll drive you nuts. Bye. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.